Welcome to Career Combat with your host, Kelly Combat. Get ready to learn how to navigate the career battlefield and achieve a flawless victory. Now, here is Kelly. Welcome, welcome, and welcome again, everyone. This is Career Combat. My name is Kelly Combat. I use she, her pronouns. And welcome, welcome to the show. This is podcast number 13, show number 13. And lucky number 13 is going to be amazing. If you're new to us, well, welcome again, because we're so glad to have you. I don't take for granted that you could be doing absolutely anything in the world right now, but you chose to listen. And that's always a choice. And that is why we're on the Empowerment Channel, because this show is all about empowering you. That is why it is called Career Combat, because we know it's 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 rough out in these streets. <laughs> out in these career streets, it's absolutely rough. It's the highs, it's the lows. And sometimes we focus on a particular topic, and sometimes we have amazing guests. And so let me introduce to you Jonathan Dumas. Jonathan Dumas, spelled D-U-M-A-S, is amazing. This is a person who's a pivot protagonist, okay? A coach, a DEI executive, just everything. And, and when I recently had a conversation with Jonathan, I said, absolutely. He is on my wish list of folks to be on this show. So here we are, Jonathan Dumas. Hey, how's it going? That what an intro! I, I hey, I need you. I just need like a recording of you <laughs> <laughs> to take with me, um, and just like just start my day off. So I'm I'm ready to go. <laughs> I know that's right. I know yeah. that's right. And yeah. if you're new to listening to us, when we have guests, we do not pad our questions. We do not send them in advance, and there's a reason for that. The reason for that is because we want it to be real. We want the advice to be real. We want the conversation to be real. And so that's just it. It's just raw and it's live and it's great. And so, Jonathan, I know that you, when we were talking before the show, just these few seconds ago, you wanted to talk about the origin of your last name. I'm intrigued. Oh, yes. So my mom had me young. Um, when I say young, uh, just before 16th birthday. Um, and so... I think thinking back when I was a teenager, like what would I do, you know, <laughs> when I had a kid that young, but my mom actually ended up giving me a last name that's not hers. That's not my biological dad's, um, not a family last name. She gave me a name um, and she likes to say, I raised you with intention. And so um, Jonathan is more biblical. It means like gift of God. And then Dumas is like more of a, a designer. She like really like loved that. And so she loved the flow of like Jonathan Lamel Dumas. And that's my, that's my name. Um, and my middle name is with, uh, for my great, great grandfather. Um, so every single one of my names was, uh, after intent, really, really intentional. And so funny is like, that's how I live my life today. Mm -hmm. It's like really, really intentional, um, really, really purposeful. Um, and I try and do that in everything that I do in my life. Your mother must be a beautiful person who wielded into existence, the intentionality Absolutely. of it all. Absolutely. Just manifested from, from day one, I'm telling you. <laughs> That's so beautiful. My first question, Jonathan, is what is the first role, what is the first role that you've held that gave you joy? What is the first job or role that you've held that gave you joy? Oh, that's such a good question. So I uh, think back to um, my 
official first job um, after after I graduated my undergraduate career. And I remember getting um, starting working as an admissions counselor. And okay. I think I remember that being so influential and giving me so much joy is because I would go to school to school, you know, conference to conference and just talking about education, talking about that next step in people's lives, talking about what um, what is possible for you as you look ahead. Um, mm-hmm. And I just remember seeing students just light up and like ask these questions and try and figure it out. And, I, and I'm pushing them to think beyond just like lawyer and doctor. Like you could be an accountant, you could be, you know, a business owner, you can, you can do all of these amazing, amazing things with your life. Um, and so I absolutely really, really love that, that role um, right after college. How cool is that? How Absolutely. cool is that indeed? And my next question, uh, just before we get to the high-level overview of your career journey, I think everybody would like to know, this is a pretty creative question, if you had a movie title about your career, what would be that title? Oof. Okay. <laughs> Hold on now. Hold on. Let me, let me take that. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good question. Hold on. All right. The first name that comes to mind is like uh Maverick Man. But mm. to be a little bit more to be a little bit more funny or cheeky, I'd probably be like, what is that man doing? Like that's kind <laughs> of <laughs> you know, because it's just like, I mean, I worked at fast food. I was a, you know, um, I worked in radio as like one of those promo people out, out on the streets. I yes. mean I worked in the city clerk's office and uh, local government. Then I was in HR. Like your boy has been everywhere. So it's like, what is this man doing? You know? Um, So I, yeah, I I like to say, I I just love, uh, there's so many different aspects of me. And I like to tell people like, I'm a very, like human beings are complex. And so like, if I were to just be like, I am just this one person, I'm going to fit in this one box. I mean, that makes me feel uncomfortable. I don't, I don't like that. (laughs) So Absolutely. Uh, what is that man doing? That's the, that's what the, is that's that the man doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cause you've been in these streets, you've been in these I've... career streets all over the place doing a, a, a litany of things. And that's just such a great segue into the next question in terms of your career journey. If you could tell the audience what your career journey has been. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks so much, uh, Kelly. I'm, um, so yeah, I started in higher education um and really really enjoyed it i I think going back to the the same reasons why like i had joy in in doing that i was working with students and like experiencing and showing them like the possibility supporting them in like accessing this grander vision of what their life could be right um and then uh realized that higher ed is full of a lot of bureaucracy and Mm. um and to be honest, like administration, oftentimes, so I'll, I'll, I'm speaking more generally, uh, does not have the interests of the students in mind. It's more about operating um, the institution. Um, and that often comes at the cost of, of students. And I just couldn't take it anymore, honestly. Um, also, the pay wasn't paying. Like the math was not math and um, the amount of hours that I was putting in. So I switched and went over to um, HR. Uh, because I was still passionate about supporting people, still passionate about developing teams. Uh, so I did some HR team management um, for a nonprofit. Then I went into more of like a more structural corporate space for an engineering company. Um, and both of those were very short stints um, because uh, um, of rounds of layoffs. And I didn't agree with kind of like the direction um, of some of those those places. And then from there, I went to um, 
um, I started podcasting on my own. I started uh, doing um, uh, community management for a like real estate um, company um, and just helping people find their offices, putting on events, all that stuff. I did that for about uh, two-ish years. Um, and then uh, the pandemic hit and I was like, um, my job is not the same because nobody's going to the office anymore. And sure. um, yeah, I, unfortunately, like my position changed so much that like, I really enjoyed being there, but the, ultimately they were saying, you know, we need you to be at this location or you can go to somewhere else and talk about relocating to Texas. And I'm not a Texas person. <laughs> so uh, I quit and started um, working for myself. Um, and I've been doing that for the last uh, three years now um, as a career coach, uh, DEI consultant, um, podcast host, doing all sorts of things. Um, in that way. And that's just a nutshell, but I've doing all I've done all kinds of other odd jobs in the middle of that. Um, but that's kind of been my career journey in the, at least in the last like 10 ish uh, years. And because of the fact that you're balancing so many things, I, I decided what I would do is to ask you some questions about each piece. So if you don't mind, what I'd like to do is start with the DEI consultancy. Absolutely. What do you think is the most important thing about being a DEI consultant? What is the most important thing? Mm. I I think it, I think it, there is a, it's close. There's two answers. It's close. And I think that there is um, a balance between patience and then humility. And the okay. reason why I say humility is because I think that there is a, I think we get to a point particularly as DI practitioners is that we, we know so much, right. And that like, when we go into a space that like, I have something to give you and you need to like, listen to me, cause I'm going to make it better and everybody's going to be better. All that thing. Right. And I think that that slowly creeps into kind of like that regular, uh, regular, regular, like ultra hyper-capitalistic way of doing things, which sure. I think is antithetical to the heartbeat of like, true equity, diversity, inclusion, and justice and belonging work, right? So I think that there needs to be a humility and a flexibility when we're communicating and connecting with people. Because I truly believe that like for us to exist and for belong true belonging to be, right, um, we have to take an approach that um, uh, that is more humble and like us being willing to listen and ask that additional question, um, but also be patient because this work is very, very slow. It's very, very exhausting. Um, so humility would be the first one, I would say. Absolutely. I love that approach because when I think about uh, this book, one of my favorite books in this space, uh, being a DEI practitioner, I lean in on a lot of listening and learning and books. Uh, Dr. Robert Livingston uh, wrote mm -hmm. a book called The Conversation. And in that, he talks a lot about just listening and having mm -hmm. conversations and being humble and patient. and. Uh, and also recognizing that <laughs> this is the work of inches yep. and it's, it's hard. It really, really is hard. Um, and there's been a lot that's been happening in the news about DEI executives. And there's this debate out here about lived experience. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to ask you specifically, what do you think uh, how important it is to have lived experience? as a DEI consultant or executive? 
All right, Kelly, you go. You might get me a little fired up on this because I I see that debate <laughs> as well. Um, yes, and I go I go both ways with it, right? That lived experience is incredibly valuable, right? Like I think that there needs to be an understanding of actually what folks go through because there's only so empathy can only go so far, right? Like you know, in my life, I have, I mean, there's been parts of my life that are incredibly difficult where I can relate to somebody who's who's homeless. I can relate to somebody who has no money. I can relate to somebody who, you know, has experienced very hard things. Right. Um, uh, but at the same, on the flip side of that, you know, um, I also can relate to now, you know, being in the middle class, I can relate to, um, not having to worry and look at a price tag and just like swipe my card and not have to worry about it. Right. And so like, there's, there's this level of like understanding that like internalized understanding when it comes with like lived experience. But I think we also particularly in DEI work, need to balance that with um, being able to go into a space and hold, because that's what DEI practitioners do sometimes, right? Um, in, a, in a group, hold that space where all of these different folks are coming from different perspectives. And mm -hmm. I think that that comes with a, a level of learning and understanding that goes beyond lived experience. So I think that it needs to be more nuanced than just saying like, I went to Cornell and got this certificate and like all of a sudden, like I am fully qualified to teach. Absolutely not. I mean, I've worked in higher ed and I know some people who spend a lot of time in books, a lot of time getting this education. And um, let's just say they weren't the right person persons for the job, right? Uh, we sure. all know all these smart people that uh, just are not ne necessarily the, the right fit, right? They're there's a lot of different qualifications and things that go into being an effective, um, an efficient and um, well-balanced DEI practitioner, executive leader, so on and so forth, right? I just don't, I don't think it's just books and I don't think it's just lived experience. I think it's a, a good, healthy mixture of both, um, but both, I think also both are needed. So, yeah. And I love that word that you used, nuanced. It is mm -hmm. nuanced. It's multidimensional. And what else is multidimensional about being in DEI is the fact that it can be very, very triggering, mm -hmm. very mm -hmm. triggering, especially with everything that's happening in the world right now and has been happening for, for centuries, actually. And yeah. so I'm wondering, how do you, Jonathan, how do you protect your peace, not just yeah. with DEI work, but in general? Yeah, yeah. I've actually, that's a really good question. I've actually... This is a current struggle right now, um, Kelly. Like you know, I'm in therapy. I have friends um, that get it and understand me that I don't have to explain anything. I, right. you know, I go to the gym, um, um, and I always know. My wife tells me this: uh, something is off if I'm not going to the gym. Um, uh, yeah, so <laughs> she always tries to tell me, "Hey, you know, when's the last time you went to go play basketball? When's the last time you went to go lift?" And so I always try and make it a point to like do something physical. I think sometimes when we're dealing with stuff emotionally, talking is great, um, but there's different facets, different parts of us that need different things. And I think when I talk to my friends, that's great. When I talk to my therapist, that's great. When I, with my family and friends, that's great. But I need to do like, you know, move. I need to like, <laughs> like move some, I need to sweat something. And so like, I try and balance it out that way, but it has definitely been a struggle because I've just been feeling overwhelmed. I, and I just can't think my, my mind feels foggy. It feels just so weighty. Um, yes. it's just, it really is, it really is a, a, a trudge. And I think that that's what, something that I'm really, really working on. 
um, right now, but I do try and balance it with like some kind of physical activity, um, but also talking to somebody who can give me some perspective um, and also just with folks that just let me be. Just let you be. Exactly. And I truly believe that the best coaches get coached. Yes. And so I, I I think it's important what you just said earlier about the balance, uh, the fact that you're, you're speaking with folks, you've got a squad. I always talk about having that squad of folks who are your allies and advocates. It could be a coach. It could be a therapist. It could be all those things, not just one or the other, uh, friends, family, people who get it, uh, but also that movement part that you talked about uh, just the other day. I mean, I don't know why this week has been just harrowing. I mean, mm. just, I mean, there's so much, not just the the things in the news, but it's also, uh, I don't know. I think I've been hearing multipli- uh, just multiplied that people are just going through it yeah. every single day, especially mm-hmm. these last few weeks. And so even just the the getting outside and the walking, and if you have a pet, all go, go for it. All It's all good. Getting that vitamin D makes a difference. Even mm-hmm. if you're able to just get outside, go to go to your balcony, go go to the sidewalk, even if it's not a full-fledged walk, opening up that breeze, getting that fresh air in, it really makes a difference. It truly, truly does. And I in the mornings in our um in our living room, the sun hits just right. And it's a actually a big part of the reason why we <laughs> chose this apartment. Nice. Um, but I just like open up our open up our curtains. I got like, and I'm not joking, Kelly, I got like 25 plants in my house and they're all my, my plant babies. Um, and so <laughs> I will just like, I'll just like sometimes just have my like fiddly fig because they got these big old leaves and I'll just like have it next to me and I'll sit on my couch and I'll just like let the sun hit me just like something and just open the window and just like sit there and lay and be like, all is right in the world if I could just touch my plants, you know? <laughs> so just even little stuff like that is just like grounding. Um, and really, really peaceful and relaxing. Yeah, I just recently got into uh, the the plants, and I'm I'm loving my succulents and all those mm, things. Oh it. yeah, oh yeah. I I ended up doing one of those um, those window boxes, not window boxes, but the like on your deck, the standing boxes where you've got like the, those pot planting uh, oh, kind yes, of. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. I love it. I absolutely mm. love it. Just to go out and get your hands into the dirt. And you're right. I love the word of grounding. It's grounding, literally and figuratively speaking, grounding. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's a really a good practice when I talk about even career joy and my my coaching practices too. Um, there is a level of like emotional, mental, physical grounding mm. that is needed to enter into that space of career joy. Because oftentimes, how do we? Get, how often do we give ourselves that space to do that in our work? Not very often, right? Um, so it's incredibly important to me to do, have some kind of like mindfulness practice, um, incorporated as we're navigating our careers. And if you all didn't hear that, write it down. (laughs) Mindfulness practice. Absolutely. So, so important. And what's also important is the fact that we've been speaking to none other than Jonathan Dumas, and we're about to take a break. And when we come back, we will continue our conversation with Jonathan. Stay tuned. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. 
When there is a war on talent, you have to go to combat. What is career combat? Career combat is your destination for real career talk and real career advice. Here, you'll hear from the brightest and best in the business to get the answers that you've been craving. How do I get the job? How do I switch careers? How do I start my own business? How do I find my career passion? How do I find a great coach? This show is designed around you. Your questions answered live. The topics created by you. What are you waiting for? Check out Career Combat wherever you get your podcasts. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Our thoughts and feelings not only affect our own lives, but the lives of everyone around us. Find new meanings of love, authentic expressions, and better connections with the people in your life. Tune in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. This program will feature guests and discuss ideas that will bring a better life to you. When you find this perspective on love, it will change everything. Listen live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to Career Combat with Kelly Combat. Have a question for Kelly or her guests? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, and it's a true fact that you design this show. You can do it many ways. As we just said, you can call in. You can also send us a note. You can send us a note at Y-E-S at kellycoach.com, Y-E-S at K-E-L-L-I-C-O-A-C-H dot com. And I hope you grabbed a snack or some sort of nice warming and, and, and soothing beverage because we're back with Jonathan Dumas. And I thought it would be really interesting to break down his whole career <laughs> because this man is doing it all. Okay. He's doing it all. And he's a coach. As I said before, he's a DEI consultant. He also has a podcast. So I thought it would be really important to focus on the podcast just for a moment. And Mr. Jonathan. Yes. I'm I have here. a question for you. So what is the brand of your podcast? What is it called? And what is the brand? Absolutely. So um, the podcast now is called Highly Visible and a Little Misunderstood. Um, it used to be called Real Talk with Dumas, um, just like a, a little um, throwback to my um, sports days. But um, honestly, it, it started out uh, like 2020, I think February. Um, so I'm pushing almost four years now. Uh, it started out as like an own personal journey, you know, and I there's always these thoughts that I had in my mind, you know, uh, mom, why didn't you talk to us about race? Or 
Um, I'm in an interracial marriage. So like, what does that look like out in the real world? Um, You know, work stuff. Um, You know, my brother, there's a nine year difference. He's experienced vastly different (laughs) versions of my mom um, and stuff like that. You know, I didn't have a car in high school. This man had a full on car grew up basically as a only child because both of us, me and my other brother are older. So I was just really curious about his life and it's slowly changed into like having nuanced conversations about big topics. Because what I found is that one folks really enjoy like the honesty and authenticity and rawness, which I think you can relate with, right, Kelly? Um, of course. And, um, and I think, I think, folks got a lot out of that. And so what I felt was necessary was like one real talk with dot, dot, dot is like a very convoluted name, right? It's, I don't know. And so um, I wanted to change up the name and really talk about just things that sometimes feel uncomfortable. And so now the brand is like, we talk about big topics in nuanced ways. Um, Because I think that big topics, big discussions need nuance. They need a space to just like breathe and oftentimes there is no answer, right? Like we're just trying to figure it out. We're trying to explore. We're trying to be curious, be humble, um, understand a different perspective. And I I hope that's what I'm I'm, I'm doing now. And I hope that's how I try and navigate um, these conversations now. Um, And so that's what what the show is. That's what the brand is. Um, And I am really, really, I just love it. I truly, truly love having these conversations. I talk to not just my friends and family now, but I, I actually, I meet a lot of new people now, but I talk to all kinds of subject matter experts, business owners, um, other DEI um, uh, consultants, all that um, on the show. And I really, really have a good time. It sounds like it. We can hear it in your voice. And <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people, I mean, this is so wonderful because it's this is almost like the theater of the mind, right? Mm. And you can just picture yourself enjoying listening to this man. I mean, just so much happening with the realness of it all. And I'm wondering, what do you think was the most eye-opening podcast episode that you've had? I mean, four years, that's a long time. Mm. So in any of those shows, what was the most eye-opening podcast episode of yours? I think the the one that really like showed that that this was, that, that like this is something that I wanted to do, um, but also was, something I needed to do mm. was an episode I actually did with my, um, with my wife. Right. Um, we had been together already. I think we had been together for four years, married for two. Um, and she is also, I need to give this context. She is also a DEI practitioner. So she is very aware, very conscious, um, uh, in a lot of ways. Um, but she's also white and grew up, you know, middle up to upper middle class, um, in okay. the suburbs of, um, Minneapolis. Right. Um, and so we, it was 2020. Um, and I had only been podcasting. I think I'd only put out like two or three episodes, um, at the time, but we had, it was just, we had just gone to a protest, um, after George Floyd. And, um, and this was something that we had already been talking about previously in 2019. So this is 22 and to be completely vulnerable and raw, if we did not have the conversations that we had had in 2019 throughout that year was an incredibly rough year for our marriage, we probably would not. And we say this to today, we probably would not have made it through 2020. Like it just was not going to be possible. Um, 
But because we had all those hard conversations in 2019, come around 2020, I think it was just a different vibe. So we had, we basically were incredibly raw. And I said, you know what? Like, let's, let's do it right now. Like, can, can we record right now? Cause I think that this is a conversation we just need to like talk about. And nice. we really were honest and open about like what it's been like one to be an interracial couple, but also two, what she not only has learned about herself separately from me, but like the way I put, I pushed and challenged her of like, yo, like I'm your, I'm your husband, I'm your partner, I'm your spouse, but I'm not, I'm not always going to be your teacher to teach you how to be like a good human being, mm. uh, to teach you how to not be racist in our relationship, to teach you that like, um, I am not safe in our own home, right? Like I'm wearing, a, I, we live in a very white place. Um, I, when I go to work, it's white. When I am in our apartment building, it's white. When I'm walking around in our neighborhood, it's white. When I'm in our household, it's white. And like, I am literally suffering. I'm suffocating. What are you going to do? Right. And we have this honest, deep conversation on there. Um, and like, that's, I think that's what the, that conversation just really changed everything, everything for the show. And, and the reason why I was doing it and, um, Folks resonated with that. Oh yeah, <laughs> resonated deeply with that. Um, and I, I think a lot of it had to do with 2020. Yes, but I think that there was folks still come to me that day of just saying like, I cannot believe number one, y'all had a conversation like that um, and recorded it and put it out in the world. But also two of like, thank you, like thank you for doing that um, because it's helped me in my our marriage. It's helped me in in navigating. It's given language, and so I, I knew from that point on, I was like, this is something I need to do because um, I keep hearing those things um back to me so long answer short question but yeah that's that's it i actually don't even remember what you asked anymore i just oh got no, no, no 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 <laughs> i got caught up in yeah i got hit it out of the park i mean how how amazing is it to be able to be so brave and to have such uh audacity and courage to be able to put out something so so private that I mean, let's be honest, folks. Most people don't talk about these things. Mm -hmm. Most people don't. I mean, my brother, uh, my one brother is married to somebody who's Caucasian and another brother who's married to somebody who originally was from Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. And I, I can't fathom having those kinds of dialogues externally. I mean, we talk about them internally, of course, especially with all of what we've been through. I mean, let's face it. We've been through a racial pandemic mm -hmm. and it continues with all kinds of things regarding identities. And so to be so honest and raw, I think you put something out there that's not only beautiful, but changed you and your wife forevermore. Absolutely. And I, and I, and I don't want to think, I don't want to just like boil it down to like, it was just like this racial component because I think that there is, um, as a man, I am like given so many <laughs> different privileges that like uh -huh. she just absolutely will never have. And I am also challenged in many, many ways in my own sexism, misogyny, um, mm -hmm. misogynoir. So all of these different um, dynamics that like we're, we're constantly going, but that was just a really, really big one um, that like, and it still comes up in our marriage and it doesn't matter how she, she knows, like she knows so much. Right. Um, uh, but like, you know, there is an individual work just, just like there is an individual work with me um, to identify and interrogate my own um, internalized sexism um, and misogyny, right? That she has to navigate and interrogate her own internalized racism, anti-blackness, so on and so forth, right? And so it's an ongoing, ongoing thing, 
right? Yes. And I, even as a DEI practitioner, I would never say, I can never say that I've arrived, that I, that there is no <laughs> more no. biases that exist within me. Like, absolutely, right? When I come into a place, I see somebody, um, particularly, I'll, I'll just use, you know, even going to when I get my oil change, sometimes if I see a woman there, like, I'm like, oh, like, can she really do this? Right. And then I have to check myself. I'm like, yo, fam, like, <laughs> she's hired. <laughs> she's doing this thing. Of course, she could do it. Right. Of course. Um, so it's, 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 it's a constant thing. And I think if we're not able to, again, enter into these conversations, um, and I say conversations, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about DEI, but like DEI is in everything that we do, yes. right? So like uh, even in the conversations I have in podcasting, if I cannot enter into every single conversation with a level of curiosity, humility, um, then I'm, I, I don't know. I, I think I would fall short um, often um, in my ability to grow, in my ability to see other people, in my ability to um, allow other people to be um, and feel like they belong. And so, yeah, I'm constantly growing. That's the, that's the move. That's the move, Kelly. <laughs> Constant growth. Jonathan is on the move. All about that. All about that growth mindset. Yes, I am about that life as well. And I, I absolutely believe that uh, DEI is a part of everything. It, it fuels innovation and it's the future of everything. And for those of us who don't pay attention to that, we will, in fact, be left behind. And at the same time, it's a both and. No one is an expert in this space. It doesn't matter the accolades. It doesn't matter the title. It doesn't matter how well-read you are. You are always having an opportunity to learn and grow. And I recently uh, heard this quote. I was on this uh, workshop uh, just a few days ago. And the person who was moderating and facilitating the conversation uh, used a quote and said that if you have a brain, you have bias. Full stop. Absolutely. Absolutely. Full stop. And I think that's the light bulb moment that happens with folks as I know when I'm coaching folks and they're trying to be in, more inclusive and they say to me, Kelly, I, I, honestly, I picked you as a coach because you look nothing like me. Mm. And I, so, that's great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. We, 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 we've got to start. And when I, when I share with them the fact that we all have our biases and, and no one is an expert and I get it wrong all the time. That's when that light bulb moment goes off. And I don't you love that as a coach? I love when it. that light bulb moment goes off and the brick wall starts coming down and you can see the tension in their shoulders releasing. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. No, 100%. Right. And I know, I know we're supposed to be talking about like, this is the podcast portion of this, but I just really do appreciate <laughs> that every yeah. single time um, of just like these aha moments. Right. And, um, it's so funny that the the secret, y'all, is uh, coaches legitimately don't have all the answers, and I I, I, I don't know if that I, Kelly, I don't know if I should be saying this, but like no, we, it's the we, truth. Yeah, we legitimately don't have all the answers. Um, but like when that moment happens, it is like I don't know. I get an endorphin rush. It is so wonderful to see just like folks have this realization about themselves. This um this like empowerment, this like re-energization or whatever um, within themselves of just saying like, man, there is a way or like, I didn't see that before or whatever. I absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. And in those moments, I I, I hit that. Um, I, I learned something too. I'm like, okay, that's a good question to ask. Let me, let me hold that. Let me keep that in the, my, my back pocket to <laughs> bring up later on too. And Jonathan, the, the point that you just made that 
as coaches, I, I'll double down on that, that coaches, mm. we don't have the answers. So folks, write that down. We, we don't. We don't have the answers. And uh, we're just following your energy. We we don't come into our sessions with pre-prescribed questions or uh, or like a, some sort of boilerplate approach. We are following your energy, paying attention to what you're saying and what you're not saying. And we don't profess to know it all. We just don't. Mm-hmm. And and coaching really is the belief and the the ultimate faith that you, in fact, have the answer. Like you're, you're the one with the answer. Like you're the one who has that all inside of you. You just don't know it yet. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I try and take that mindset, even, even bringing it back to my, my podcast. Like I try and go into that, right. Even when I'm talking to somebody who I'm like, I am well-versed in this space. I want to know what, you know, maybe there is something you don't know about this thing that we're talking about. Right. And it never fails. Every single time I learn something new, every single episode, I'm learning something new. Um, every person like that has come on the show has just taught me something, not just about the world, but about myself, um, about like the beautifulness that exists in the world. Um, and I just constant growth, Kelly, that's the name of the game, constant growth um, and being willing to change um, and see a different perspective. has just been like a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, as I've even been having these conversations the last like three-ish, almost four years. I, I do believe in manifest destiny and, uh, <laughs> and, and and putting it out there in the universe. So I'm going to ask a wacky question, uh, but just, just, you know, bear with me. I'm wondering if you could have any guest in the world on your podcast, who would that person be? Come on now. I think about this question actually all of the time. I got a I got a wish list. I got a wish list. So um <laughs> so I have like my own like personal heroes that I like look up to. Um is uh Van Lathan. Um Ooh, yes. Van Lathan is just like it, I've learned so much like <laughs> just listening to the way his mind works. Um, and shout out like the neural spicy folks. Like I'm an AD, I'm an ADHD or he's an ADHD or. And so like, what's interesting. And, and I hope he hears this one day is like, I was so skeptical about like even taking medication. I'm black. I don't trust like health, the healthcare system in the U S like I, it, I'm trying to navigate that. But when it came to taking medication, um, it was something that was like scary, terrifying to me. Um, but when I heard he did it, like he talked through it on the podcast, he's very open, very honest, very authentic, like, mm. like it actually encouraged me and gave me the courage to like, talk to my doctor about it. And like, it has been life changing for me. Um, like truly life changing. Like my, my, uh, my wife says, like, I am just like, so proud of you that you were able to take this step. I know it was scary for you. Um, and it's really, really like changed my life. And I just want to ask him. Questions. I don't even know what I would ask him. The second person is Lavar. <laughs> the second person is Lavar Burton. I am Lavar just, Burton. I, yep. I I might have an opportunity to meet him at an event I'm going to next month, and I just could cry, Kelly. I just could cry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what yes. I would ask him either. But like two of my own personal heroes, like living, breathing heroes. I just love them so much. Great, great answer. I had no idea that this is a question that you think about all the time. That's- all the time. Simply amazing. Yeah. Well, we've been talking to Jonathan Dumas, and we're about to take a break just for a few seconds. So if you want to grab something to eat or to, to sip on and come on back. 
Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. When there is a war on talent, you have to go to combat. What is career combat? Career combat is your destination for real career talk and real career advice. Here, you'll hear from the brightest and best in the business to get the answers that you've been craving. How do I get the job? How do I switch careers? How do I start my own business? How do I find my career passion? How do I find a great coach? This show is designed around you. Your questions answered live. The topics created by you. What are you waiting for? Check out Career Combat wherever you get your podcasts. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency Podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Men are currently in a mental health crisis. Suicide, addiction, and loneliness are on the rise. Men need mentorship, community, and guidance. On the Men's Therapy Podcast with Mark Azulay, you'll hear from experts on topics that men care about the most. Financial health, relationships, fitness, emotional management, and lifestyle design. Listen live every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to Career Combat with Kelly Combat. Have a question for Kelly or her guests? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now, back to the show. And welcome back again. We are speaking to none other than Jonathan Dumas. And before the break, we were talking about Jonathan's podcast and all the things that he's been learning uh, along the way in his career. And, you know, the beautiful thing about this show is the fact that you can sit back, take a listen and understand the journey of others. And what a beautiful thing that that creates. It creates certainly inclusion, but it also creates an environment where maybe just maybe you can walk away with some tidbits, some techniques or some learning lessons for you to really be able to hold on to. Because we know it's hard. We know that careers have their natural ups and downs. And so that's what we've been talking about. So now that we're back, we're going to be focusing on another piece of Jonathan's career. I mean, because he does so many things, everybody. (laughs) He does so many things. I mean, my goodness. So the last thing that we're going to be talking about is the coaching aspect. And we were touching on a bit of it before the break uh, about the the art of coaching, the fact that we don't know what we're doing. (laughs) No, just kidding. No, we know what we're doing. We go through all kinds of exercises and training to be coaches. And it's a continual process. That is why, dot, 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 it is called a practice because it never gets to be perfect. It never does. 
nothing really is in life. And so, Jonathan, what I'd like to ask you about coaching is what do most people not understand about the art of coaching? Oh, oh goodness gracious. I don't know if we that could have been a topic in and of itself for today. But <laughs> for the whole I, but, time. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But I think I think the biggest thing is that like folks expect us to just tell them what to do, mm. um, that coaches are there to just like, all right, I don't know what to do. Just tell me. Right. Um, and the biggest thing, particularly for folks who are unfamiliar with coaching when they come to me, is that like I break down that I'm your partner. And I don't even use the word help. I use the word support because support um, communicates that like you got this. You just need a little a little extra extra hand or a different perspective or something like that. Like I don't want anybody to feel like they they can't do it. I be- truly, truly believe that folks um, have all of the wisdom. And you said it earlier, Kelly, have all of the wisdom, knowledge, and like skills, all of that in them. They just, we're just there to point out something that they might've missed along the way, right? Everybody needs a little, um, a little perspective, right? Indeed. And so I think that that's the biggest, that's the biggest thing. Like folks expect us to tell them what to do. Um, and we ask them questions and they, and I, <laughs> the biggest thing is sometimes I will, um, I will say back something that the client says, and they're like, wow, that's a fantastic idea. I'm like, yeah, it is. You said that. And like, I did. Right. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. You didn't even catch yourself, you know, um, spitting mad game at yourself. So I think that there is a, I think that there is a beauty to, um, to good question asking, but also that reflection piece um, in a coach, a, in a good coaching session, good coaching relationship, good coaching practice. Yeah, there's so many, so many types of techniques the the reflection is everything mm-hmm. the appreciative inquiry is everything yep. and 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 people don't even realize what like in that example you just said yep. people don't realize what they're saying until they say it and then this light bulb goes off when they have it reflected back to them and they they hold on to it. You see them sit up a bit straighter. And like, I, oh, I do have this. I, I do actually have this. And that's that kind of um, approach that really can battle with imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, the biggest thing that I, I love to see in my clients, and I'm I'm thinking about one in particular, that like, gosh, like, I don't know. I, I don't know. When I, 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 you see the transformation from yes. like vibe check call. Well, those are chemistry calls, but I call them vibe checks just to see if we vibing together. But, but the from the vibe check call where like they're just like I'm hopeless. I don't know what to do. Um, I call it like a career despair. Like there is nothing. I'm stagnant. I'm unhirable. Yada yada yada. Like these are the words that this person said to me. Yes. And like to now get emails and like now see this like confidence and she's like i have i've never been this confident in my work and i'm like fam you did that you know what i'm saying like i knew you were a boss um i just love to see you seeing what i already saw you know um and just being like you know like having these hard conversations and being like you know what i had a i had a breakdown like this this manager was incredibly like rude to me but you know what i like cried felt all my feels Looked myself in the mirror and said, I'm not going to let this person break me. I don't deserve this. I'm out. And she left and ended up getting a better job with more pay um, and a healthy working environment. I'm like, and she's like, I would not have done that six months ago. I would not have done that. And I'm like, look at you. 
look at you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I really love that. I love, I love that growth. I love that, that change, that like self-realization um, that, that my clients have. And that can happen um, in, in a coaching relationship. And, you know, it got me thinking uh, in terms of your approach as a coach and as you're talking about things like career transition and and uh, just owning it and 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 believing in yourself. I was just thinking about just that point of pivot. Mm. So what do you think most people are not doing when it comes to creating their own pivots in their own lives? Mm. I think they dis discredit or they don't give themselves enough credit. I'd be making words up all the time, Kelly, uh, th- uh, that they don't give themselves enough credit for like the work that they've done, right? To make a a, a, a sufficient pivot, right? I think right. that sometimes like even when somebody does like volunteer work or, you know, they build some like brand that they've been doing for a hobby um, or all these different things, right? They don't like really consider that as in their, in their, pivot or the, or their decision to like make a career change or something like that or, or career transition. And I'm like, wait, so you built an entire brand on social media, you know, from zero to like 5,000 people, like you're a micro influencer and yes. you don't think that that is valuable, like experience. And like, well, I, I just do this for fun. I, I don't do this. You know, I haven't gotten paid or anything. Well, I've gotten like a sponsorship, but I, I haven't gotten like paid, paid, you know, like I didn't do this for a full-time role. I'm like, do you not realize like how difficult I, I i'm telling you this as somebody who has been trying to has been doing this like do you not realize like that's actually like a skill like people get paid to do that and so i think people don't give themselves enough credit for the things that they're doing um they feel like they have to have a full-time job full-time right. role um instead of like being able to leverage that experience as like no i actually can do this i've been doing this um i just haven't done it in a full-time role um, that's just really, really interesting to me. And I point that out and I'm like, look at this skill, this skill, this skill, this skill. All those skills match this role. Now, I'm not saying you could full-time be a, you know, lead an entire team, you know, of social media managers or something like that. Um, but I think, I think um you can't discredit that experience and like trying to make a pivot or find an entryway if that's something that you actually really want to do. Spot on, spot on all the way. And it got me thinking about imposter syndrome and mm. uh, that common denominator. What do you think it is with people? Because, uh, you know, we know that imposter syndrome affects most of us. Uh, it doesn't matter your title. You could be CEO. You could be uh, somebody who's a micro-influencer with 5,000 folks uh, regarding your hobby. What is that common denominator when it comes to folks having imposter syndrome? Absolutely. And I, I've, I've, I've actually stopped even using the the well mainly with my um uh women clients or uh, female clients that come to me like the imposter syndrome um because I I think that the uh, there's a there's an incredible article and I I can't believe I'm not remembering it um I'll have to if y'all are really interested there's an article that says that like actually literally defines like stop using imposter syndrome for women mm. of color um nice. But uh, I can't, oh my gosh, I can't believe I brought it up. I can't remember. But anyways, I'll, I'll skip it. But basically I, I stopped doing that because like it insinuates that like there's this deep, deep internalized belief that you don't belong there. And like everybody experiences that like imposter feelings. Like it, there's l- regular levels of anxiety when you go into a new space, right? Yes. But I think for people of color, women, women in color, 
um, women of color in particular, like there's just like this, all of those are biases, implicit biases, all these different things, right? So like when I talk to folks who have this like lack of belief in themselves, I ask them first, who is telling you that? Who has said that to you? And why don't you believe that that's going to work? Right. And mm. oftentimes nobody has said that to them. Right. They believe it will work. Um, they're just scared to, they're just scared to try. And, yes. and I, and I, and I'll just be like, all right. Um, and then we just go through the steps. Like, what do you need to do to do X, Y, and Z? And they map out the steps. Like, what do you think? What do you believe? And I'm, they're like X, Y, and Z. I'm like, all right, cool. Just do step one, then do step two, then do step three. Right. And oftentimes it's just like that to uh to confront like this imposter like feeling, this feeling that you might not belong, that you f- this feeling that you might not be able to do it. It really is taking the, the first step, then the next step, then the third step, because it really is deep rooted in fear and uh, fear and some anxiousness. And everybody has that. Right. Um, but I think in particular for um, for folks of color, where there are any other marginalized identity. Um, there's all these biases and things that creep in, um, but just keep taking that step because you got this. You got this. You really, really do. Jonathan, you're spitting nothing but the facts. <laughs> <laughs> nothing but the facts right now, I swear. Uh, I, I appreciate that explanation. And I'm sure everybody's just sitting going, yes, yes, and yes. So what a way to end most of my questions. I only have a couple more if you're intrigued. My next question is uh, just a fun one. And that is, what are you watching, reading, or listening to? Okay, so I am currently watching. Um, me and my wife just finished The Changeling. I have very strong feelings oh. about how they ended that show. It's on Apple TV. Um, it was really good in the beginning, and then it kind of like dropped off. I don't know what happened, uh, but we're really we're really into uh, the morning show, um, which is a fantastic show. Yes. Um, love, love, love that show. The writing on it um, has been fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. Um, you said reading. I'm not really reading um, at the moment, um, uh, anything at the moment. But I have a, a, a I usually read like some kind of like sci-fi fiction, um, kind of dystopian um stuff going on um i really love that it just takes me to a different world um and then listening to i just uh this morning before i hopped on was listening to victor thomas um i think all good things come to me or all things are possible yes. to me or something like that it's like a it's like an affirmation song it's really really good so those are those are all the things i got going on for me right now Nice. I, I love the balance and the, the the variety of what you just shared. There's a lot of there's a lot of variety in those genres, so that's great. It's how almost can, like it's almost as if that's how I live my life. Kelly. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. It's showing up in your work. So how can clients reach out to you, Jonathan? Yeah. So um, you, they can get in touch with me. Um, LinkedIn is where I'm most active. Jonathan L. Dumas, where you can find me. Um, you'll just see a big black smile and face uh, that you'll find me there on LinkedIn. Um, and then uh, folks can get in touch with me um, and sign up for my um, newsletter or vibe check or whatever uh, on my website, heyjonathanduma.com. That is hey, H-E-Y-J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N-D-U-M-A-S.com. Um, you can get in touch with me there. 
That is so awesome. I really appreciate you taking out your busy time today to be able to speak with us here at Career Combat. Jonathan, it's been simply amazing. I've had so much fun. And the last thing I wanted to share with all of you is I was thinking about, you know, I love me some acronyms, okay? (laughs) And I was thinking about the word RISE, R-I-S-E. I think it should stand for reaching, inspiring, serving, and empowering. So think about that. And thanks for listening to Career Combat. My name is Kelly Combat. And until next time, see ya. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Career Combat with Kelly Combat. We hope we've given you the tools to navigate your career quandaries. Until we talk again next week, have a beautiful week.